Kent has already opened his beer. Uh, I have. I'm, I'm I like that you have two beers. I I, I have one speed. One uh, speed, which yeah, is double fisting beers, which is pure alcoholic. <laughs> uh, sorry, mom. <laughs> Is there any more appropriate song to play before we're going to talk about this year's political process? I just, that is my, this is my part of my analysis for us not getting copyright infringement. Uh, okay. Okay. Fair play. And I, I would like to say, I don't think there's any more appropriate song related as sort of a metaphorical, uh, a musical, uh, a theme song really for this year's election. I thought the future would be cooler. I thought it might be better. I thought the brave world would be newer. Hmm. It's really a deep... It's couched in these electric bass notes, but it's really a, a referendum on modern mankind. Yes. Uh, well, I think we've established that now, now that we've done that, I don't think we're going to get copyright infringement. I'm looking at Daniel... Uh, he's shrugging he's, uh, confidently. He's looking over good. to the judges. Uh, we've got two, three, and there's a fourth one. It's official. We cannot be sued. Yeah, and that's all we need is four because there's yeah. only eight Supreme Court justices, so that's all we need. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Oh, we got our first single right out the gate. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the... Uh, <laughs> uh, if anyone is still listening, uh, anyone at all is still listening, which is very doubtful. I mean... Uh, I barely think we're listening. I barely think we're listening. Uh, this is the uh, the uncomfortably Christian podcast. With I'm here with Kent uh, Miller. Uh, hello. <laughs> I don't know why. That's oh wait, so sorry, funny. that was Sergey. Bye, Sergey. Uh, hello, uh, this is Kent. <laughs> hey, Kent. Uh, uh, and this is AJ. And we are here uh, to do uh, the politics podcast. Uh, Everyone's we favorite. Ditched, we ditched Daniel. We got rid of him. Uh, that man is only interested in the kingdom of God. But better man than me, better than us, because we are watching the end of freedom and democracy as we know it. Hey, and is America not the kingdom of God? Is that? I mean, I'm pretty sure it hey, says. Hey, whoa, whoa! <laughs> We've all, we're only seven minutes into the recording, uh, and we're only probably two minutes into the co- recording that we're going to use. So <laughs> let's just slow down with. Uh, you just slow down with your condemnation of the greatest country on God's earth, okay? You just slow down. All right. Take a minute. If I have to. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to do a quick recap of where we are so far. And hopefully if we can get the podcast up in time, we'll do a Super Tuesday preview. Uh, But before we do that, I need to be um, properly hydrated for this. Uh, Oh, that was a good sound. That was a good sound. Yeah, I'm... Kent, do you want to know what I'm drinking? Uh, sure. What are you drinking, AJ? Whatever wants to pay us money. All right. That's what yeah. I'm drinking. Uh, you know what? Uh, I've actually I've got a little bit of that as well. Um, and if I can say, delicious. Yeah. It's, um, it's I. It's, I feel refreshed already. I've only had a sip. It's uh, it's not too heavy, not too light. It's just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. Insert sponsor here. <laughs> yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. Very well. Yeah, it's very good. So if you want to pay us money, uh, you could have been that beer. Um, but yeah, I do. Or if you're, uh, if you're natural ice and you want to pay us money, we'll pretend it's that beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. It's really, this is the beauty of the podcast is I can drink whatever I want and say it's anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically but that could have also been a soda. Could have been. Yeah. It's not, but yeah. it could have been. It's a, it's a very good soda if it's soda. It's, it's, it, yeah, like I said, could have been. It's definitely not. Uh, that is definitely, soda will be reserved for a different podcast. But if I have to sit here and talk about Donald Trump, um, I, I, must, I must have some, some liquid courage. Uh, that being said, uh, hey, who am I to talk about future President Donald Trump? Because... An American. He just won yeah, an American. Yes, that's it's true. As last time I checked my passport, but you never know. Uh, he has won Nevada. Won Nevada. Uh, let me just get the the results here. Nevada, forty five percent of the vote in Nevada. Marco Rubio is second with twenty, almost twenty four, twenty three point nine, almost twenty four. That is a humdinger of a victory. He won by twenty one points. Yeah, that's and there's almost twenty one. Uh, people you can vote for on the Republican ticket. <laughs> there's, so there is, yes, there's, <laughs> so uh, winning by that many points. Rand Paul feat. still got 0.2% of the vote, even though he's not been running for months. Uh, Jeb Bush still got 0.1%. So, uh, but just to put this in context, uh, Donald Trump won by basically he had 45.9%, so basically 46%. Yeah. Marco Rubio had basically 24%. And Ted Cruz had 21.5%. Uh, Donald Trump won by more points than Ted Cruz got in total. Uh, if you put Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio's vote got, gets together, they still lost to that's, the Donald. That's got to hurt. That That is definitely going to hurt. Uh, so that being said, uh, Super Tuesday's coming up. A lot of places are voting. I'm looking at the list here. It's Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, and Virginia. A lot of southern states. Uh, Wow. How do you think this is going to go? Because people keep telling me that uh, the voters are going to coalesce around a more moderate candidate. They don't want Donald Trump, and they're going to vote for someone else. Uh, when is that going to happen? Is it going to happen? Um, I think the Republican Party probably needs to find a more moderate candidate before the voters rally around them. Uh, that's probably one of their problems. Uh, I think also Donald Trump has, like, undeniable appeal. Like, it's... It's there's just that something. It's it's the it's the persona. He's I, got the X factor. He does have it, and I I will say this like it hit me the other day. It really I was watching the Republican debate. Um, I know it was it was it tried me, but I I was watching it, and watching him, I finally got it, which is he's the Donald. He's just that guy, and you watch him debate. And he just, he just says things, and you can't fact check them. 
you can't, you don't have to, because he's not making a policy thing. The He'll only, just say, like, Jeb Bush, you're a weakling, da 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 How do you fact check that? There's no fact checking. Uh, you fact check it with your gut. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Colbert. Uh, you know, but that's, that's what he does, is he's, you say these, you say these, he says these outlandish things, and people say, oh, yeah, he's, he knows what's up, and he doesn't have any policy positions. All he says is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna win the war trade war with China. It's like how? Don't worry, I make a great deal. You know, there's no there's no policy for fact checking. All it is, and it's simple. It's a simple message that people don't have to think about. They don't have to consider. It's just a gut reaction. But we make gut reactions all the time. Like very few of our things that we do are like well thought out decisions. And so his appeal is. It's beautifully simple. Yeah. And I think it, like I've said this many times, where he knows how to get votes, he's figured it out, and he's doing that. He's doing exactly what he needs to get people to vote for him. Yeah. Which is, like, people don't want to hear a politician stand up there and go, well, we're going we're gonna to repeal this, and we're going to have a 10-step policy that by 2042 we can have these measures set in place. Yeah. He's just saying, you know, F China, F Mexicans. If everybody who ain't me, I'm yep. the Donald. Although that was very southern for the Donald. <laughs> uh, he would be better if he had a reggae moment. horn. I mean, yeah. that's just a fact. I'm Everything's pretty, better I'm with a reggae horn. I'm surprised Donald doesn't just carry those around with him, like to every debate. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the, here's the other question. Uh, and I guess we sort of already answered it, but I want to I wanna just answer it directly. All right. All right. Is Donald Trump going to be the Republican nominee? I, I think it's hard to look at the numbers and say no. Yeah. Because, I mean, didn't they do this last time where they kept saying, they're like, oh, well, they're not going to vote Mitt Romney. You know, no one's going to like Mitt Romney. And then after he wins everything, they're like, well, I guess it's got to be Mitt Romney. So I feel like they're going to do the same thing with Trump, where they're going to be like, no one's going to vote for him. You know, he's, you know, no one wants someone like that. And then after he wins everything, they're like, oh, no, this is the guy we wanted the whole time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, as long as Rubio and Cruz keep splitting these votes, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Trump doesn't need to win 50%. He doesn't need to win 60%. He needs to win 40%. Yeah. And he's got 40%. And if you look at it, it's 595 delegates are available on Super Tuesday. It's 25% of the total number that are available in the Republican primaries. Uh, let's see. That's And they only need... You need 1,237 to win the party's nomination. Mm-hmm. So let's say Donald Trump gets 400 of the 595. Yeah. That's possible. He's, you know, probably halfway there with the other delegates he's accumulated, maybe. He's getting close to halfway there. Yeah. Like, and, but there's probably not going to be a clear number two. I mean, you could see uh, Rubio is going to, Rubio is going to hang in there. He's going to carry Florida. He'll probably carry one of those northern states, uh, you know, either Vermont or Massachusetts. One of those might go for Rubio. Uh, Ted Cruz is hopefully going to win Texas. At least I think Ted Cruz hopes he wins Texas because uh, he's from Texas. But, uh, quote, unquote, he's technically from Canada. We all know that. But uh, he's the senator Whoa. from Texas. Uh, yeah. Look out. Uh, so I just don't see like any one of them dropping out. Like why? Why would you drop out? Mm-hmm. And even if like people don't like 
Marco Rubio's immigration policy. Donald and I'm just I'm also not 100% sure. People keep telling me, "Oh, well, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio drop out and then, you know, everybody's going to rally around the one that's left and they'll defeat the Donald." I'm not 100% like if Ted Cruz drops out that half of his supporters don't go vote for Donald Trump or at least 5 to 10%. Yeah, just you know, somewhere maybe 8%. But then that leaves what is that, you know, if we look at the most recent numbers, that means that Donald goes over fifty percent. Yeah, he gets, and then it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, if he'd have had, if he'd have had five percent of Cruz's numbers in Nevada, mm-hmm. he'd have won more than fifty percent. So, I'm just, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure math works that way. Where you can just say, oh, well, this is how it's going to work. Is these two will drop out and they'll go together. I mean, Ben Carson will drop eventually, and the people that, I mean, he's still getting five percent. Eventually, Ben Carson's going to drop, and I would think. I mean, some of his people are going to Honestly, go. I'm surprised Ben Carson's made it this far. Yeah. Do you remember those days back when Ben Carson had 22% of the vote? That was, those were, that was the, a simpler time. Back in the gotcha yeah. days. Uh, uh, back when they were asking those hard questions, the, the gotcha questions. Yeah. That's back when politics is politics. Yeah. Back, uh, back in the golden heyday of America. <laughs> yeah. So I, Two months ago. So... I think we've laid out the case pretty well for Donald Trump becoming the Republican nominee. Let me, uh, ask sir, you, sir, use his correct name, the Donald, the Donald Trump. No, uh, no, just, tr- just the Donald, the Donald. Yes. Thousand apologies. Trump is what goes on his buildings. Got it. Uh, it's not. Gonna, it's no longer going to be the president of the United States. It's going to be the Donald of the United States. Yes. Uh, just real quick, can you maybe lay out the case for me, if you can make one? For Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz, like, can you can you make this case for uh, me? Because um, every every political pundit I listen to is making this case, and I'm, uh, um, I have yet to hear. The, how many more beers do we have in the fridge? Yeah. If you want me to make these, um, well, we have quite a few because our sponsor sent us over uh, a whole case, and they are delicious. Oh, oh, thank you, sponsor. You know what? Speaking of a sponsor. Kent, I think it is time that we do take a break and thank one of our other sponsors uh, of the podcast. Uh, do we have Do we have a sponsor for this moment? Uh, let me see. Uh, flipping through my uh, book here, um, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Muscle Milk. Muscle Milk for when you're lifting weights in high school. There's nothing better than Muscle Milk. That's disclaimer: not actually milk made of muscle. Oh, huh. Muscle Milk sponsoring our podcast. Man, I didn't expect Muscle Milk to sponsor the Uncomfortably Christian podcast. Well, uh, being as how Muscle Milk sponsors that guy in the gym, Mm. they know all about Uncomfortable. So, (laughs) just... They're experts at Uncomfortable. Yeah. So, they just had the... They were just tacking on the Christian part. Shots fired. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Yeah, so let's... Well, let me give you my scenario. All right. Here's my scenario. Give it to me. I'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, is the South... Rises again. Rises again. Yeah, the South mm. goes hard for Ted Cruz. Is I could see, like, Southern evangelicals going hard for Ted Cruz. I don't see Rubio. I don't know how it happens. I just don't think that he's got enough grassroots appeal with evangelical voters. Mm. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just saying, I, he doesn't seem to have it. People that I keep talking to, uh, you know, it's 
well, not people even I talked to, just looking at the results, evangelicals are going Trump or mm-hmm. they're going Cruz. I mean, in South Carolina, everybody's talking about, oh, the evangelical voters might give Cruz a, bo- a boost. Trump won Greenville, South Carolina, which is one of the most, like, has a really, really conservative seminary. He's endorsed by the president of Liberty University. Like, I just don't see where this vote is going to come from. I don't see where it's where it's going to end up that all of a sudden, one day, uh, Cruz is going to rally these guys. But I guess if you're giving me scenarios, that's the one I see, mm-hmm. uh, where they split it. Basically, they split Super Tuesday. And it becomes clear that Rubio's not going to punch through. And for the sake of not, you know, not nominating Donald Trump, they nominate Ted Cruz. I'm just not, I'm not sure, man. And I also, Rubio has not gotten in a tangle with Donald Trump yet. And Donald Trump is a great vocal, you know, boxer. Yeah. He's really, really good at when he gets you in a debate stage coming at you. I mean... Look at what he did to Jeb Bush. Every time Jeb Bush tried to make a point, Donald Trump, you know, just plugging and poking him, and and you can't, the cameras can't help but cut away and do a side by side of Donald basically destroying, <laughs> destroying the poor guy. Yeah, uh, you know, in it's just he does it in a way that no one's used to. Nobody knows how to handle him. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, do you see any other scenarios in which the Donald does not become the nominee? Um, I mean, he could die of a heart attack. <laughs> uh, he could, you know, he could mysteriously have a run in with Mossad and die. Yeah, uh, as people do. Um, <laughs> Mossad, I like. It. I like it. The Israelis are going to take him out. Yeah. Um, you know, other than that. Probably At not. At this point, I, I don't see a lot of ways around the Donald. Um, like, if you'd asked me when all this started, hey, is Donald Trump going to get the nomination? I'd have been like, no, there's not that many crazy people in the United States. But uh, now, <laughs> I've, uh, I've recanted my statement on the amount of craziness. Uh, as it turns out, there's a lot of crazies. Yeah. Which, living in Florida, I should have already known. Uh, we are basically... <laughs> Florida is basically crazy central. Florida is um, the capital of crazy town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time for one more sponsor before we move on to the Democrats. All right. Uh, and uh, do you have a sponsor, or should I plug, should I plug one? Uh, I can come up with a ridiculous one, but if you want to plug one... Well, you... we'll save yours, because I think your sponsor is is really... They paid for that prime time at the end when no one else is listening. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, the Democratic portion of the podcast is brought to you by Doritos. When there's nothing else, it's Doritos. Uh, tastes like crap. Uh, <laughs> Doritos, good pro-life choice to sponsor the Democrats. Yeah. Good, so, good, yes. Yeah. Yes, those commercials made it clear their political positions. Uh, they, weren't, as, they weren't stupid stoner commercials. They were in-depth political. If there's one thing that I know, it's that Doritos is always very conscientious of the political statement they're making with their commercials. Yes. That's, that's just a fact. That is just a fact. That is bona fide fact. That is a fact. Now, going on to the uh, Democratic side. Yes. We've got Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. It's a much... Uh, no more Martin O'Malley? No more Martin O'Malley. Oh, man, it's just I a much... Him. Yeah, I did like Martin O'Malley. It's so. 
I will say... 2020, all right? It's just such a nice... It's so nice having only two candidates to kind of keep up with. Yeah. It's just, it's so much easier when you're trying to but understand your, what's going your ballot on. just looks so much more boring. Yes. Like, the Republicans, they get their ballot and they get to be like, oh, well, you know, they can just go one by one and be like, oh, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of choices. I, I, I actually don't know any of these people except Donald Trump. Check. Uh, so, uh, uh, no, it, it is nice not having 100,000 people to pick from. Yeah, Hillary Clinton uh, recently just won the Nevada caucuses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the. Let me pull up the actual. Uh, don't forget those here. super delegates. Yeah, she has. I mean, she has super delegates. Yeah, um, those things. She won fifty two point six percent of the vote to Sanders forty seven point three. Okay. So still pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Which means she got ninety six percent of the delegates, right? She got 20 delegates, and Sanders got 15. Oh, okay. So not as bad as I thought. Uh, but, she's, but, I mean, she's going to have super delegates on top of that. But yeah. uh, Democratic primary is a very strange thing. Uh, here's, so let me ask you this. We're going into, again, we're going back into Super Tuesday, kind of a, a preview of this. A lot of southern states, a lot of uh, African-American voters, a lot of minority voters mm-hmm. who seem to be uh, carrying... Hillary Clinton. She definitely seems to, not carrying, but she seems to definitely be doing well, better than Bernie Sanders among those voters. Yeah. Is there, I'll ask you the same question. Is there a scenario where Hillary Clinton is not the nominee at this point? Um, well, I don't, I don't really understand why Bernie Sanders isn't getting more of the like minority votes. Cause he's, he's been pretty solid on his stance on, uh, you know, in the '60s, he yeah. fought for rights and all that stuff. So, but he he hasn't so far. I mean, it doesn't seem to have gotten in. But um, I guess we'll find out when they vote. I don't know. the The problem I see with Bernie, especially on Super Tuesday, is the Southern states are not going to be very big on socialism. Yeah, as it turns out, uh, not a ton of McCarthyism is still strong and going down here in yeah. the South. So, um, so honestly, I don't know. Like it's, if Hillary, like if people just really, really don't like her, which it's a possibility for, for reasons, for many reasons that we don't have time to get into. Um, so, you know, if, if people just decide, you know, just don't like Hillary, she's shady, which is, I've heard a lot of, um, then it's possible. But I think just as far as like your normal typical voter, unless they can get a lot of young voters out yeah, who seem to be going strong for Bernie. Um, well, yeah, he's won over 80, like 80, 85% of the young vote yeah. all which, the way, which I guess that would be the scenario is if a lot of younger voters go out on super Tuesday and vote. Yeah. Bernie can win. But if it's just your old, your regular old middle-aged, People, it's probably going to be Hillary. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely the incumbent candidate, the establishment candidate. I definitely think uh, that no, not winning Nevada was a was a hit, and they're trying to spin it for Bernie as a you know coming close and really gaining momentum. But I think Nevada, if he could have won Nevada, we'd be talking about a different race right now. Yeah, if he would have you know barely lost Iowa, kicked tail in. New Hampshire, and then won Nevada, we would be talking about something very, very different right now. But heading into South Carolina, I'm just not 100% sure 
that uh, I think Clinton's going to win South Carolina. All the polls show she's going to win South Carolina. Everybody says she's going to win South Carolina, and I think she's going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton is a southern was a southern governor. Uh, I think she's got that state locked up. So I'm not sure that you know back to back losses going into Super Tuesday that Bernie will have a chance, and he might he might win lose South Carolina badly. Uh, he he might lose South Carolina by quite a bit, uh, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think you know Nevada was a place that he really needed to win, and he he didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's going to come through for him. But let's on the opposite side uh, say let's look towards maybe the general election. Well, first of all, let me ask you this before we get to the general election. What what do you think is Bernie Sanders' appeal? Why why did he? I mean, he still only lost in Nevada by uh, five or six points. He won New Hampshire. He has generated popular support. He's raised a crap ton of money from individual donors. What do you think is his appeal? And, and why do you think people seem to be you know at least a minority of the Democratic electorate do seem to be rallying behind him? Well, I think uh, I know definitely his appeal to me is uh, a lot of the policies he and he's actually passionate about the policies he wants to push through, Mm -hmm. which are I think people really do, uh, especially this is why he's big with younger people is the education, uh, free education, even like higher education. That's a big deal. You know, yeah, tuition free education. Yeah, not having to go a hundred thousand dollars in debt to be able to, to have a job that pays ten thousand more a year, right? Uh, is probably a good idea to most people. Um, healthcare for younger people is very important, and while you know some of the stuff Obama pushed through is helpful, it's not like as strong as it needs to be. And I think again, Bernie is passionate about it, and he's willing to say we're going to make people pay for it because it's worth it if you implement it and actually get it funded and everything. Yeah. And I think that's what the, and also the younger people aren't scared of like the communist socialist, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, because they've seen it work other places like the Netherlands, other places in Europe where socialism does work and it actually makes people very happy. So, yes, they pay more in taxes, but that's kind of how civilization works is if everyone's willing... Hot take. Yeah. If everyone's willing to pay for it and everyone's willing to put in a piece of the pie, then things are much easier and they run smoother because, you know, if everyone is willing to pay this much for... Like, say, a certain amount of your... Technically, you're still paying for education because it's coming out of taxes. But if everyone in the group is paying for it, it's... Less, yeah, and then also everyone in the group has a, a chance for it. It's not. Yeah, I mean, the idea is that you know wealthier people will pay for it now, but then you know wealthier people will pay a higher percentage of it now. But eventually, those college graduates who benefited from the tuition-free healthcare or tuition-free college are going to become, at least we hope, those high-income earners yeah. who will then you know kind of reciprocate the cycle. Yeah, if nothing else, they have a chance to become that. It's not. You know, I can't afford to go to school, so I'm just not going to. Yeah. It's, you know, you can just choose whether to go to school or not. Let me ask you this. Do you think that how much of Bernie's appeal is people really like his policies uh, versus they don't like Hillary Clinton? Is he kind of the alternative to uh, 
the other candidates. Do you think? Do you um, think that's playing in a bit, or or? Well, I think if that were the case, Martin O'Malley probably would have. It probably would have been close to a three-person mm. race because, yeah. like Martin O'Malley, he's not terrible. I do, like I do think he's a pretty good candidate. But considering he got almost nothing the entire time, if they were just you know they didn't want Hillary, I feel like Martin O'Malley would be a closer substitute than Bernie because Bernie yeah. is. Definitely, Bernie. While I like him, he is kind of extreme. He is kind of on the it is a, the it is far, a far left. Well, for yeah, for American politics, it's definitely going to be yeah. if if Bernie got what he wanted, it would be a radical reshaping of the way the government functions yeah. in the United States. That is that's Which, a fact. Considering our government barely functions, it's probably necessary. <laughs> Maybe not the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, real quick, let's let's move on to the general election and just talk quickly about that uh, because. It will be coming up soon. It's November. But real quick, let's plug a sponsor. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Daniel Davalos. Uh, Daniel, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, all the Uncomfortably Christian podcasts. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll give an applause there for Daniel. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, technically, every portion of the podcast is brought to you by Daniel. Uh, <laughs> because he decides what gets in and what doesn't. Yeah. Like he's probably going to cut this part, yeah. But whatever, no big deal. No, it's just this. It, uh, this podcast is just going to be this portion on repeat, over <laughs> and over and over. He's just going to be sitting there. Yes, yes. <laughs> Praise me. That took a dark turn all of a sudden. Uh, yeah. So looking forward to the general coming transition. Uh, looking to the general election. Uh, it's looking, let's do the hypothetical, because we both seem to think it might be Hillary Clinton coming out of the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. And it may, and it's probably looking like uh, Donald Trump is coming out of the Republican side. Yes. Do you have a read at all? Do you dare make a read at all on the, the outcome of that race? Or should we throw our hands up and realize that we have no freaking clue what's going on this year? that everything has gone crazy, and maybe we shouldn't guess at all. I mean, every time I've tried to say there's no way people are going to vote for the Donald, they More vote people for... people vote for the Donald. Yeah, it's, it's counterintuitive. You're like, there's no way. He says something incredibly racist, and then people call him out for it, and he just doubles down on the racism, and people just vote in droves for him. So, like, if I stand here and say there's no way the Donald can win then it's almost guaranteeing that he's going to win. So are you so. saying we should are you saying we we should buy on the Donald and sell on Hillary Clinton? Uh if we're turning this into a stock market metaphor then yes. If you well I mean are you going to if you were bet if you were a betting man are you putting your money on the Donald then? Uh given his track record so far I don't know if I can put my money on Hillary. Yeah that's I, I mean <laughs> that's a very fair point. I mean really, you know we we say there's no way, 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 there's no way. People hate Hillary Clinton. People really hate her. And, you know, no, people said there was no way he's even going to get out of Iowa. People said there's no way he's going to, you know, win anything. There's no way that this clown show could ever be a serious politician. And, you know, to his credit, you know, giving credit to Donald Trump, he has. He has made it. He's done it. And he's done what he needed to do. He's uh, maybe not run the most effective campaign, but he's run a smart campaign, which is to say he knows what the electorate wants to hear, and he's he says it. So 
yeah, I'm just not sure if I'm ready to write him off. I'm not sure any of us should be ready to write him off. I'm not sure anyone should make it a foregone conclusion that Hillary Clinton would win. I, if I were a betting man, I would say, you know, that Donald Trump being the nominee definitely puts the Democrats in a good position. But that being said, there's no guarantee that Hillary Clinton won't stumble on the campaign trail. There's no guarantee that things won't happen. I mean, we're not, it's not inconceivable that Donald Trump wins the presidency. Now, are we emotionally ready for President Trump? I don't know if I am, but I'm getting there. Yeah. I am definitely getting there. You might just... <laughs> if, it, if it gets too close, you might just uh, cancel those return tickets from Europe and just stay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Ken's two beers in now, so he's ready to go full, full steam. Uh, yeah. So, well, okay. So this is the uncomfortably Christian podcast. So I do want to make a turn here at the very end for our one listener who's still left listening. Hi, uh, mom. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Making the turn though to, from a Christian perspective, what can we make of this race? Uh, what, I don't know, I mean, there's so many different angles that you could go here and I just want to kind of maybe take five minutes and we'll wrap this thing up, but give it just a five minute quick. What does it mean? to be what do, what do we, how do we look at this like you know you've got bernie sanders a socialist on the one side you've got ted cruz kind of a conservative christian candidate you've got um marco rubio you've got you know uh donald trump being endorsed by the president of liberty like what where can we go from this first of all what what is the christian response or the christian understanding of of this race uh, well, I've actually never really understood why the Republicans get all the Christian votes because I feel like, you know, speaking from just the teachings and everything, it should be more, you know, socialists in general, just more giving, more, you know, Republicans seem to be a lot of old rich guys. And I believe there was specific parts, this one guy, Jesus, you might have heard of him said something about rich people getting into heaven was maybe difficult. I don't know. <laughs> so I just, I've never understood why it's the, the conservative right wing is the core party of Christians. I've, it just, from that point of view, it doesn't make as much sense to me. I think what we can say is that there is, as just from a Christian perspective, uh, someone who's, uh, I'll say, a concerned observer right now. Just I'm putting on my concerned observer hat. It's a good uh, hat. It fits is a nice well. hat. It fits, it fits nicely. Yeah. Is I am concerned that there isn't more representation in, within the church. Uh, I'm concerned that, that what that means as far as us becoming sort of a homogeneous group that doesn't engage with a certain portion of the population. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, well, and I think one thing for, that's important for us to remember is, you know, conservative Christians that we're talking about that are probably voting uh, Trump or Cruz are probably a majority white. Uh, they're not totally, they're not in their entirety. Certainly there are, uh, you know, people of multiple races and ethnicities voting for all the candidates. But as a majority you know, I just don't want to say that there is quite a few members of the African American church that will be vote that would probably vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, that disclaimer being put out there, I do think 
I am concerned that there is not more representation, mostly just because I think that would mean that we have a more open and accepting policy as far as Christians as to who we're associating with, and also uh, evaluating the candidates based on their actual policy positions and not based on a label, meaning that just because someone's a Republican, it means that you sh- you have to vote for them as a Christian, uh, which is concerning to me. I don't think that that's something that we should do. I don't think that's something that Jesus would call us to do, is just to say, you know, uh, you will know them by their labels, Jesus said. You know, and I don't think that's actually what he oh, said. Oh, that, that was actually, uh, that was in one of the apocryphal texts. Oh, I okay. kind of just threw it out. Yeah. I don't, I just don't, I, so that's my concern, is that from a Christian perspective, we aren't engaging with enough ideas, and we aren't, we seem more concerned with w- winning a sort of uh, conservative social uh, or a kind of conservative moral agenda than we are with like helping helping people. Yeah. We seem more concerned with the idea that gay people are getting married than with people are um you know, people don't have money to buy food. Uh and I mean I'm sure there are, there are Republicans who are out there who just believe that a more conservative government helps that lower taxes will do will do what, you know, programs will. But I think we can tell by the tone of the race that has not been the primary emphasis mm-hmm. on on that side. Uh, and so I think that's concerning to me that at least at the very bare minimum, I would like to hear that conversation being had from a Christian perspective. Uh, so on, I think I had a tweetable moment in there somewhere, right? Uh, I'm sure there was one. We can we can probably just dig it up and post. Yeah, we'll dig it up and post. Yeah. Daniel will do that. So uh, Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, with that tweetable moment, it is time to end. Uh, Kent, do you have any? Uh, do you have any social media you want to plug? Um, do you have a Twitter? I, I don't have a Twitter. And do you have I, an Instagram? No, I Snapchat. Don't. No, uh, do you have a? I, I have a Facebook that I haven't been on in years. You have a Facebook. Um, do you have a? Uh, do you have a podcast? Uh, I do have a podcast. Oh, really? Uh, it's, uh, it's the Uncomfortably Christian podcast. Do you know what website we might be able to find that? Uh, that would be on a. HTTP slash slash colon. No, uh, colon. Yeah. <laughs> slash slash. www.uncomfortably dash Christian.com. Yeah. Uh, don't forget the dash. You'll get some dude who wouldn't give up the. Uh, yeah. You'll get some guy who's written two blog posts in 20 years. Yeah. Uh, but actually, if you go there, tell him to uh, take his blog down. Don't do that. Don't do <laughs> no, that. Don't. don't do that. Please don't do that. Mom, <laughs> mom, mom. Get off. The, step away from the keyboard, mom. Don't do it. All right. Well. Right. I, I might actually I might get a Twitter if anyone starts listening to this. So, so you're not going to get a Twitter, is what you're saying? Uh, hey, I'm leaving it open. Okay. All right. So you know what? Uh, AJ's mom, throw a little peer pressure in, get some listeners, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter. There you go. And ignore me. There so. you go. <laughs> well, good job by you, Kent. Thank you. You know what, AJ? Good job for you, too. Thanks, man. You did, you did all right. Thanks.